Hey Moth family, save the date for the Moth main stage on Saturday, February 27th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Join us and host Jonathan Ames for an evening of stories as five storytellers take the virtual stage and share a true personal tale from their life. Stories of glory and defeat, taunting fate, laughing in the face of danger, and the moments that forever changed the course. Buy tickets now at themoth.org slash virtual mainstage. Welcome to All Together Now, Fridays with the Moth. I'm your host for this week, Jennifer Hickson. This month, we've been exploring identity. And in this episode, our two stories look at how our connections with others affect who we are and how we move around in the world. I've always liked the idea that friends are the family we get to choose. But the road can be fraught. Finding your people isn't always easy. Our first story about trying to make friends at summer camp is from Grace Topinka. Grace told this story at a Chicago Story Slam where the theme of the night was camp. Here's Grace, live at the Moth. It was 1998 and I had one thing on my mind, Furbies. If you're not a 90s kid or a parent of a 90s kid, you might not know what a Furby is. And it's a demonic toy. (laughs) Um, It's kind of like a robotic gremlin. Its eyes blink, its mouth moves. It speaks its own language, Furbish. And technically, it's supposed to eventually learn English if you talk to it enough. Um, I've never actually seen this happen. But Furbies were all the rage. And anyone who was anyone in my summer camp had one. I went to summer camp every year because both my parents worked and they needed something to do with me. And I always loved it because at school I had solidified myself as the nerdy quiet kid. Even though I let people copy my homework, popularity always evaded me. (laughs) But camp was going to be new kids New people knew me. I was going to show up, and I was going to be outgoing and friendly, and I was finally going to be popular. So this particular summer, I went to church camp. (laughs) Not the creepy kind. We mostly just played capture the flag and made up dances to Spice Girls. But it was at my local church. And I got there, and I realized everyone already knew each other because they all went to the private Catholic school that the camp was at. And I'm a public school kid, so they're all like, yeah, we go to St. John Newman Catholic School for boys and girls K through eight. You go to Leewood Elementary? Sounds quaint. (laughs) They didn't actually say that we were in third grade, but I felt that way. (laughs) All I knew was that these girls were cool in a way that I wasn't because they were all already wearing like ankle socks, like no-show socks. (laughs) And I... I was still at like my quarter highs and my Skechers. (laughs) But I thought Furbies, Furbies would be my way in because everyone had Furbies. So after the first week I went home and I begged my mom to get me a Furby. And she was like, well, that was supposed to be your birthday present in August. I was like, no, you don't understand. It is social suicide to not have a Furby (laughs) at this camp. And she finally, she gave in and she got me a Furby. And on Monday I was so excited to bring this Furby to camp. But I realized that my Furby wasn't like the others. Furbies are like cute, they're like polka dot, pink, teal. Uh, When we went to the toy store to get my Furby, all of the cute Furbies were gone. There was one type of Furby left, and since it was May, it was the graduation Furby. (laughs) 
So my Furby was just plain black in his graduation robe, and he was wearing a graduation hat. And in my excitement, I didn't realize how weird this is for like a seven-year-old to have a toy with a graduation hat. And I brought him to camp and everyone noticed that he was weird. And they let me play with them, but they all called him the professor. And you just don't want to be the professor when you're in third grade. Like, no one's, no kid's favorite Winnie the Pooh character is the owl. So, needless to say, I never became popular that summer. And the camp ended, I took my Furby home, and he started like talking a lot in the middle of the night. So I had to like take his batteries out and hide him in a closet. But then years went on and I would go to new summer camps, middle school, high school, college, and I always was gonna, had the best intentions of being a new me, outgoing, friendly, and I was gonna be popular. And I, I never got it. I never figured out the secret formula to just being a popular kid. At the end of my senior year, my parents were moving. So I went home to go help clean out the house, and I found the professor. And I put batteries in him just to see what would happen, and he started making these like weird, crazy, scary noises, and his eyes were blinking, but they weren't in tandem. But I felt kind of a connection to him because I too was gonna be donning my very own graduation cap soon. And as I threw his body in the trash, <laughs> I realized, yes, maybe the professor is a Furby outcast, but he has other things going for him, okay? He's sophisticated, he's kind, he has his degree, right? <laughs> Like, maybe a master's? I don't know. Does any other Furby have that? I don't think so. <laughs> After I graduated college, I went on to new jobs and new activities and meeting new people, and I stopped putting this pressure on myself to be outgoing and friendly and something that I'm not. I may never be the most popular Furby at summer camp, and that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> That was Grace Topinka. Grace Topinka is from Miami, but now calls Chicago home. She's the co-host of Two Girls, One Crossword, a weekly trivia podcast for people who are bad at trivia. She creates the podcast with one of her very best friends, Chelsea. Take heart, lonely people. Seems it is possible to forge deep friendships even without the help of a Furby. To see some pictures of Grace during her camp days and her tall socks, head to themoth.org. Up next, a story from Pam Burrell. Pam told this story at a Denver Grand Slam where the theme of the night was fish out of water. Here's Pam live at the moth. I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school, but my mother did. She decided that I was going to attend a prestigious college, study pre-med, and become a doctor. I didn't have the courage to tell her that I lacked the self-confidence to make life and death decisions for other people. I also lacked the courage to resist her plan. <laughs> but I did draw one non-negotiable line in the sand 
if I had to go to college, it was going to be a traditional black college in a large city. On my first day as a scholarship student at Whitman College in Walla Walla, Washington, <laughs> I discovered that I was the only black woman in the entering class. I also discovered that my dorm room had been reconfigured so that my roommate and I wouldn't share a bedroom. I asked the residence manager why ours was the only room that had been changed around. And she said, well, we thought you'd feel more comfortable with that arrangement. So from my very first day, I was made to feel that I was an outsider who needed to be treated differently from my peers. I didn't know how to navigate that situation, and I spent the next four years trying to break a code I didn't understand. In my sophomore year, I volunteered with 11 other students at the Washington State Penitentiary, a maximum security prison. The main goal of the program was to help soon-to-be-released prisoners adapt to life on the outside. I had found my people. I have never felt more at home or more appreciated than I did with those men. They had lost control of their destiny. They were anxious, scared, and confused, but they were determined to succeed. They had each other's backs and supported each other through addictions and through helplessness and rage. Talking to them was the highlight of my week for almost two years. I never missed a meeting. Then one night, I drove to our designated meeting place on campus, and no one was there. I immediately recognized what had happened. The Ohio players, one of the biggest things to hit campus in years, were performing that night. I passed streams of concert goers as I drove the empty van to the prison. I was surprised by the intensity of my affection for these men. Looking back, I think I realized that they were where they were because they had acted on their feelings, and I was where I was because I had not. When I got to the prison, I decided to see all of the men together in one group. As the 30 men settled in, one of the men said, where is everybody? I told them about the concert, and another man said, don't you like the Ohio players? <laughs> I said, they're one of my favorite bands. And he said, then what you doing here, fool? And we all laughed. I said, well, I'd rather be here. I love you guys. I care about you. And I want to do everything I can to help you succeed. The room went deathly still. No one spoke. Finally, I asked the group what was wrong. One of the men began to cry and said, in my whole life, no one has ever told me that they loved me or that they cared about me. Then, one by one, every man began to cry. After a while, one of the men pointed to the guard who was monitoring our group and said, look, 
even old Baldy is crying. <laughs> Eventually, they went their way, and I went mine. I don't know if that program helped those men, but I know it helped me. I still lack courage and self-confidence, but when I'm afraid or feeling challenged by the world, I think back to that special group of foster brothers of mine, and I tell myself, hey guys, we can get through this together. Thank you. That was Pam Burrell. By the way, I was there the night Pam told the story and she won the Grand Slam. The roof lifted. And I have to say, when Baldy cries, come on, people. Pam Burrell is a career postal worker and a songwriter. She lives in Denver with her wife. The name of the band Pam didn't get to see, the Ohio Players, wasn't familiar to me, so I googled them and realized that they are the force behind Roller Coaster. Remember that? Roller Coaster! Thank you for the reminder, Pam. I really enjoyed that Google search. Our storytellers this week both had moments where they felt like outsiders, a feeling that's familiar to all of us at some point, I'm sure. Here's a couple of prompts to get you thinking about stories of your own. Think about a time you tried to fit in and just couldn't pull it off. What about a time you were glad to be an outsider? Or my favorite, tell us about the toy or article of clothing or material thing that you believed would really make you happy. And did it work? I really wanted a slip and slide. I saved up. And even though it wasn't like on the commercials, I did love it. You can find these prompts and a few more in the extras for this episode on our website, themoth.org. We want to hear from you and how you're liking all together now. Share your photos, your story prompt answers, your thoughts and feelings with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Moth and on Instagram at Moth Stories. Bonus for anyone who senses a picture of their Furby. That's it for this week, closing up our month on identity. Next month, the theme is perspective. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, from all of us here at The Moth, have a story-worthy week. Jennifer Hickson is a senior director and one of the hosts of the Moth Radio Hour. In 2000, she launched the Moth Story Slam. The Story Slam now has a full-time presence in 29 cities around the world. She falls a little bit in love with each storyteller and hopes you will too. Podcast production by Julia Purcell. The Moth Podcast is presented by PRX, the public radio exchange, helping make public radio more public at prx.org. Moth Story Slams are back. Held on Mondays beginning in February, join us for our weekly Open Mic Story Slam competition. February's theme is Love Hurts. Throw your name in the hat for a chance to tell your story or just come to listen to stories of a total eclipse of the heart, kicked to the curb by the people or places or things you love or used to love. Visit themoth.org slash events to buy tickets now. That's themoth.org slash events.